The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the nine foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. New week right here in the EP, and this is the EP Podcast. Brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. First National Bank of Evergreen Park dedicated to supporting this area with great banking tools, friendly service. They are a true community bank providing this neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking. That is an account with free ATMs nationwide. Any ATM, any fee, they put the money back in there for you. Plus, whenever you open up a total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP. $100 required open. Requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. We have a couple of great guests on this show. As this episode came together, I realized that this episode of the EP podcast is for the children. If your kids are into science fiction, reading, art, if they are creative, or you would like to see them get a little bit more creative, the guest we have on this episode, they're going in that direction. You're going to want to check this out. Before we get to them, let's get to the word on the street. podcast word on the street brought to you by cool clouds vapor shop quitting smoking is hard and cool clouds wants to help you they have an excellent taster bar plus cbd products inside the store they're right here in evergreen park 3837 west 95th street visit them today or go to coolcloudsvapor.com i'm blowing through the sponsors early i want to get to these guests this past weekend i went over to the evergreen park community high school sports complex and fitness center That's the old Racket and Fitness Club at 2700 West 91st Street. They were doing indoor t-ball there. Beautiful facilities. They have so much going on in there, and now they have a monthly fitness center set up for Evergreen Park residents to join. 20 bucks per month or $115 for six months, $200 a year if you're an EP resident. Non-residents can use it as well, 33 a month, and there's discounts depending on if you want to do a half year or a full year. There are also senior discounts, and the pool is there as well, and it is available. For more information, 708-425-7200. The Evergreen Park Farmer's Market is open. Opened on last Thursday. I think I'm going to be out there this Thursday. I'm going to go check it out. Look for me if you're going. Every Thursday into October, the Farmer's Market is at Yukich Field, 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. Coming up on Thursday, the 19th of May at 11 a.m., there's a pork roast luncheon at the Community Center. The Unaccompanied Miners Chorus is going to be there. We've had them on this show before. Ten bucks. Tickets must be purchased by next Monday, the 16th, at the Community Center. I stopped in the American Legion over the weekend. They have their Queen of Hearts going on. They had a winner just recently in the last couple of weeks. It's already back up there over $10,000. Get in there on Wednesday night. They also always have live entertainment on Saturday evenings. And finally, if you have a kid between the age of 5 and 12, 
there is a magic class that is available at the community center May the 26th at 5 p.m. It will fill up. So reach out to the rec department, the community center, stop in, sign your kid up. Do not miss it. That is your EP podcast, Word on the Street. If you have something for the Word on the Street, reach out to us directly at theeppodcast.com. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, we have a local author that I've never spoken to before. He's going by his pseudonym, which I always think is the coolest thing in the world. Uh, Z Jeffries is down here. How are you, Z? I'm fantastic, Chris. It's fantastic to be here. Before we get started, I would like to say I really just want to thank you for what you do with the EP podcast. It's a uh, it's a public service. It really is something that not every little suburb or little town has. And I just want to say to everyone who's listening to this, we're such a great town about uh, supporting uh, small businesses and mom and pops. And we may not think about it, but the broadcast basement on demand radio network, that's a small business. That's an EP small business. So when you're done listening today, go ahead and subscribe. Leave five stars. When you uh, hit up his advertisers and you 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 book uh, at the American Legion, go ahead and let him know. I'm doing this because the EP podcast, Chris reminded me. And uh, give him a shout out and give him some love with uh, all of our other small businesses too. I, you know what? First of all, thank you. And secondly, I have never met this man in my life before. That's what makes that amazing. Like he had that <laughs> ready to go. Like he had that ready to go. And I think that's awesome. And thank you so much for that. And I, I appreciate the kind words. And I, I'm really interested in what you're up to. Uh, I mean, I, I, but I got to ask you right off the bat. Yeah. The pseudonym. Like, I remember when I was writing, I went to U of I. I've got a broadcast journalism degree. But that also meant I took a lot of writing classes. And I used to write. I used to write for a newspaper. Mm-hmm. I used to write short stories. I remember that my literary teachers would talk about the idea of using a pseudonym. Um, like, one of the most famous ones that I always remember is that Stephen King used to write underneath the name, I think, Richard Bachman, when he would do yep. certain things that he didn't think fit yep. with his actual name. So he used a second name, and people didn't realize it was the same author doing both things. Mm-hmm. We know Garth Brooks at one point tried a different <laughs> style of music <laughs> yeah. and changed his name at one yep. point. So why do you do it? Is the anonymity? Is it the the fact that you can go under several different ones depending on the style of book? Why do you pick one? I mean, it's pretty much everything. Uh, unfortunately, in this day and age, uh, sometimes if someone has a grievance to air, sometimes it goes beyond just leaving a review and sometimes someone's tracking someone down on social media. I don't, I don't really care that much for me. I don't want that happening to my family. I have a pretty specific name that's pretty easily recognizable, pretty unique. Unlike Chris Lanuti, there's millions of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you made a good point about uh, keeping things separate. I'm writing a lot of middle grade stuff for younger readers, and I'm also writing some stuff for adults. And I don't want the same name on there so that there's a kid that has a Amazon card from his dad to pick out a couple of books to read for the summer. Right. And I don't want him to, to pick up all my middle grade books and then also a, a crazy zombie apocalypse or something something darker that I might write. Something too. that's not good for him. That exactly. makes an awful lot of sense. All right, so uh, you have a couple of current books out mm-hmm. right now. You also have a new one coming up with a character, a 13-year-old from Evergreen Park. Is And this is going to be the first time you've actually written about Evergreen. What you do is science fiction books. Mm-hmm. If this kid is from Evergreen Park and the new one that's coming up, is does that mean that the book is also set right here? Yeah, absolutely. The book starts in Evergreen Park. It's uh, a family. They're the uh, Chapowski Murray family. Four boys, uh, rambunctious, getting into uh, uh, wrestling despite their their mother's headaches. But uh, yeah, it, it starts out here. 
uh, in Evergreen Park. Evergreen Park will be kind of the, the home base throughout the series. But this series takes off. Starts in Evergreen Park, straight for space. The sky's the limit. Uh, this, this little 13-year-old uh, uh, guy might be, might be like you, might be some, like some of your classmates, might be uh, like one of your kids. This kid is, is, is going to the stars. The sky's the limit. And uh, his memories of Evergreen Park, the people he knows, the ice cream shops that they love to eat at, that's what keeps them grounded. All right. So you said series. This is going to be the first of many books? Like you're, you're writing a saga? Yeah. As of right now, in my head, uh, I'm looking at, at it as a trilogy. I uh -huh. think uh, a lot you gotta of gotta go trilogy. That's Absolutely. how you make that when the movie happens. Right. You gotta go trilogy. And if you make the last one really long, you can split it up like the Hunger Games and get more money. Perfect. So trilogy's where you go, I think, if you're an author. Trilogies are fantastic. And I think as consumers of media, we're kind of trained to expect the trilogy, like the beginning of the story, the big epic middle that kind of gets dark and it doesn't look like the heroes Your can empire win. strikes back. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. You get to go really dark for the second one. And then the, the end one is, is going to hit you with, with surprises and uh, escapes that you didn't imagine could happen. Right, exactly. The only fear is you just want to be more Star Wars, like the original one. Then like yeah. Godfather and the third oh, yeah. one comes. Ugh, third yeah. one was a little tough. Right. Third one was a little rough. Little weird. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, you currently have out a group of books already. Are those also an entire series or are they individual books? I'm, I'm holding here Chase the Boy Who Hid, but it says the Hide and Seek Chronicles. And it looks like there is a giant praying mantis chasing a kid on a surfboard and the praying mantis on the cover is firing uh missiles out of, uh, I don't know if that's his armpits or whatever. This is definitely sci-fi though. Yeah, there's a lot going on on that cover. Uh, that's the Hide and Seek Chronicles. I have four of those books uh, out right now. They're available wherever you order fine books. The uh, eBooks are on Amazon. If you would like a autograph copy, we have them over at Bookies right now. Uh, I have four of those books written right now and that's the story of a, of a boy searching for his lost grandfather. And what he finds instead is the government's top secret game of hide and seek full of all kinds of technologies and sci-fi tropes, uh, anywhere from big, uh, like Iron Man style suits to giant robotic bugs that can fire paintball missiles to time traveling ninjas, That's all crazy. kinds of stuff. Where do you come up with this? I mean, like, are you one of these guys that like you wake up in the middle of the night and you had a weird dream, but you just remember to write it down? Oh, uh, I, I mean, wish it, I, mean, I never, I do. don't know you and you've said some really nice <laughs> things, but I mean, are you on the peyote? Like what, oh, what, no. what, what, what is, what is bringing about this really active imagination that then you're actually able to put into book form like I, I mean like I said you have multiple books that are already out mm -hmm. now you're going to write this this trilogy out of Evergreen Park you, mm -hmm. you live here in the EP so uh and and of course you're a huge fan of the broadcast basement on demand radio network and the EP podcast yes. based upon the beginning of the show so so where does this come from this creativity and these ideas uh yeah the way I like to think of it is uh it's not the view it's the window it's not what I see that can inspire something, it's how you look at stuff. So you can look at absolutely everyday regular stuff and let your mind wander, get a little bored. We're really afraid of being bored this day and age. You always have your social media, you have your phone, you, everyone's busy, everyone has so much to do, but you don't take time to let your mind shut off and, and, and be quiet and let your mind wander. The idea behind the Hide and Seek Chronicles came uh, in the mid 90s, Back when I was a boy in Georgia, mowing lawns, bored out of my mind. 
and I let my mind wander. In my head, I was thinking, what if there was a giant secret game of hide-and-seek between giant robots and monsters and clones happening all around me, and I couldn't see it, and I was just the oblivious kid listening to music, mowing the lawn in the middle of it. And you take, you take that idea, you take the, the, the lens and through which you see the world, and then you can suddenly apply it for anything. Uh, I see a movie that I was like, oh, that was a pretty good movie, but then my mind wanders, and I'm like, what if that was Wizards instead right. of about cops? And I've done that, that movie uh, Copland with Sylvester Stallone. It was a pretty popular movie, I think. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Michael Rappaport shoots a guy on a bridge. Yes. I remember that whole thing. Sylvester Stallone's the only good cop. Harvey mm-hmm. Keitel's an evil cop. There's Ray Liotta's oh, in it. Oh, Ray yeah. Liotta's being Ray Liotta, yeah. It's a good movie. If, if you want to if you want to watch it, it's a good movie. Uh, uh, they try to fit a lot in. But I watched that whole movie, and at the end of it, I was like, that was fun. What if it was about wizards? <laughs> and I wrote an entire, an entire book. I haven't released it yet, but I have this entire book about this town full of wizards. And, you know, one of them, instead of shooting someone with a gun, someone shoots someone with a magic wand. And then there's a mystery to solve. Interesting. Yeah, so you can look at anything. And uh, I think it's one of the things that we're uh, maybe uh, afraid to show this creative side of ourselves. The fact that we think a little weird, think a little different. Uh, I'm not, af- I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, those people that know me, I'm a, I'm a little, little bit of a weird guy. I have a imagination. I don't think that comes as a surprise at all. And so if I sit there and let my wine wander, I am going to think of these giant robotic praying mantises shooting missiles. I'm going to think of a kid on a hoverboard. I'm going to think of a kid from Evergreen Park being sucked up into the universe to have to, uh, fight for the survival of earth. I think of sci-fi or fantasy writers, and one of the first ones that pops into my mind, because I'm still waiting for him to finish his epic uh, set of books, is George R.R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. the guy who did uh, the, the Song of Fire and Ice, which really is Game of Thrones on HBO, mm-hmm. okay? And he's still not done. And it seems like he sits down to write something, he somehow writes 1,200 pages. Yours looks like it's about 300 or so, and it's for middle school kids, so mm-hmm. you don't have that problem where you just keep going and going and going and going. But also, it seems like he has no idea how he wants to finish his stuff, even though he knows he's writing something epic. So when you sit down and you say, I'm writing a trilogy, like this one that you're going to do about the boy from Evergreen Park, mm-hmm. do you already have an idea as to the whole arc through the three books? Or is it something you discover as you go along? I have a little, uh, I have a couple of touch tones. I know little points that we're going to make along the way, uh, but I like to surprise myself uh, from what, as I write, from from what I read, just just like a reader uh, uh, enjoys little surprises and that 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 keeps them reading. Specifically, I like not filling in too much of the detail as I go in, so I can think as I'm writing. Now, what does the reader think is going to happen next, and how can I do the exact opposite and still keep working toward it? It's still a surprise to me. I know what the ending looks like normally, usually. Uh, but the details of it are pretty up in the air and the lead up to it is something that I feel out and I discover as it goes along. All right. Well, I'm going to have to start looking at these because I've never, I've never seen, you brought me a copy. So I've got the first one to read here. And after I take a look at it, I'll, uh, I'll pass it along to the, to the real judges, which are the, uh, the children that I have in this house. That's fantastic. That's my absolute favorite thing. I know so many parents who are reading it alongside their kids. One thing that I want to say about how I write I write for a minimum age, but I'm not writing these books only for middle grade kids. Just like I can enjoy certain movies that aren't necessarily geared toward me as an adult, I can watch some fun sci-fi fantasy that's for the whole right. uh, for the whole family. Books are like that too, and specifically these books 
high imagination. Uh, we have a, a, there's a minimum of age that really is just reading comprehension. I'm not delving into uh, inappropriate issues or anything like that. This is just once you have the wherewithal to read one of these kind of books, I think you're going to enjoy this kind of book. And I keep getting comments from parents who are reading alongside their kids. And the kids have that moment where they look at their mom or their dad and they say, wow, he did the thing that I didn't think he was going to do. And it's a really special moment between a parent and a kid because kids don't understand how story structures work as well as parents. The guaranteed happy ending or knowing that this is how the story of, uh, of a knight rescuing uh, a town goes. Uh, kids don't have the background in media to understand where the story is going. And sometimes as adults, we do. We kind of know, oh, okay, this is going to wind up here. The big finale is going to solve this right, problem. Right, it's all a Shakespeare play. Everything basically goes back to the seven basic stories that are out there. Right, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. And seeing a kid and going through it with the kid and seeing the kid figure this out and change this and have these opinions it's an amazing, amazing thing to see. And it really, uh, it's just lovely to see parents and kids doing this together uh, as a way of bonding. Z Jeffries, I'm telling you, I could sit around and talk to you all day. It's only a half hour <laughs> show. You know that. Um, but it, it's it's interesting. It's intriguing. You have, you have right now, you have several books that are out. You can go to his website, Z Jeffries, J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S.com. Uh, you can actually sign up to get two free eBooks right there on the website. You mm -hmm. can check out the books that are available. You said bookies locally has your books available. I don't know if you're on Amazon or anything like that. But I got eBooks on Amazon and then the paperbacks, you can get them wherever you like to buy your paperbacks. If you're a Barnes and Noble person, you can do that. Uh, again, I want to say Bookies has been super supportive. Uh, love the people down at Bookies. Even if I wasn't an author, we spend entirely too much of our own money uh, <laughs> over, at, over at Bookies. Oh, you don't get to exchange them? Like, hey, I brought you some books to sell. Can I get somebody else's books? Not I, like that. I'm doing that, but I'm still, I'm still coming up negative. I don't know how that is, but Bookies <laughs> is fantastic. So if you would like a signed copy, uh, they're going to take care of you over at Bookies. All right. Well, we're going to have to have you back, especially when the new book comes out. Definitely. Uh, the new one, do we have a title? That we're looking forward to? Well, I'm pretty excited. I have not announced this title. So this gets to be the exclusive announcement and let everyone know coming out in September, uh, the next uh, Z Jeffries epic is going to be Pro Wrestling Saves Earth. Ooh. Ooh. Pro Wrestling Saves Earth I'm coming digging it. this September. We start in Evergreen Park and from there, out to infinity. That's that's incredible. All right. Well, just remember me when you get Harry Potter money. Okay? Will do. When, Will you, do. When, you, when you come that big. All right. Just, just remember this little podcast. All right. Absolutely. All right. Z Jeffries. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the EP podcast. Check out his stuff once again. ZJeffries.com. And this is the EP podcast. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them.
This is one of those shows that I always enjoy because everybody who's on the show came down to the nine foot homemade oak bar. Like I'm, I'm glad we're back to what I always intended this show to be. People come down, they sit here, they chat, they talk. I don't have to run around with a microphone mobily all the time. Uh, another guest that's never been on the show before, Dan Doyle is sitting here. He's an EP resident and he's an artist, right? Dan, what, what kind of art do you do? Is it like pottery? Is it is it like putting a piece together, a sculpture? Is it painting? What are, what are you most into? Uh, mostly I do, uh, my main medium is oil on canvas. Uh, I do, I also do acrylic. I paint with watercolor. Um, I've done sculpture, photography. So I've done a, a lot of everything. You're an artsy guy. But mainly, yes. Right. You're, you, I can already tell you're an artist because we're both guys that wear glasses. But Dan wears the ones with that orange tint that like cool guys in movies from the 70s and 80s wear. And I'm like, this guy's an artist. Like, I get that. Like, it's cool. I, I'm digging it. Well, thank you. Yeah, CVS, $9.99. The box said, as seen on TV. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so you got a couple things coming up. You got something coming up very soon, actually, with the youth department. As you were saying, they always take care of kids basically It's normally like fifth grade through 12th grade, like through high school. Correct. And you did an art thing with them previously. You got something else coming up really soon. Can you tell me a little bit about when it is, what it's about if somebody wants to, if they've got a kid that's really in art? Sure. Um, so I work in the youth department at the new community center. We had one a couple of weeks ago, a small turnout, but it was the first one. So it, it was very nice. We made uh, kaleidoscopes and then I just would do a demonstration on how to draw a realistic eye. So this next one that's coming up, we are going to make LED masks. And then if we have more time, I'm going to do another demonstration about the measurements of the human head. Um, Cause there are definitely measurements to that. What is this, like a, this, a light up, this is like a light up mask. Yeah. Yeah. So so if my if my my high schooler or my eighth grader are going to a rave, they're they're solid or they can just have a rave in their own basement. They'll be set up. They'll definitely be set up with this. Yeah, it's just it's my buddy and I have been working on these kind of bringing arts and science together. And one of these, one of the projects we have is this LED mask. So, yeah, you can use it as a decoration. You could you put it where you can wear it or take it to a party. And then the science is the measurement of the the head and the face or like the shape of it. What were you talking well, about? Well, the, the science of the mask is more the copper strips, the LED, the battery, the wiring of it. You're not going to get electric. Your face isn't going to get electrocuted. Well, that's we good. made sure of that. That's good. All right. So, that's good. Um, you would have far less people coming to this event if there was a danger of electrocution of your face right yeah especially on the face yeah we don't we don't want any of that stuff uh especially not starting out no um so that that's going to take place on uh may 18th is a wednesday from six to seven and it is for fifth grade through 12th grade at the community center at the youth department building that section of the building correct that's awesome that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. And so you've nice. been doing this now. This is this is going to be a regular thing over at the youth department. I hope so. I mean, it, right now it's it's just trying to get this buzz together to even start some kind of our, our club because now we're I'm getting into art-based community projects. Right. Where now these kids, if they want to see how the progress goes, the process of, of working on a mural or um, going out and doing this garden walk, they can also be a part of that. See, I dig this. You know what this reminds me of? And we were both talking like both of us are EP residents. 
that actually grew up on the Chicago side of the border. We were talking about this. We yep. we actually were laughing. We're like, we lived in neighborhoods that were pretty much the same one. They might have not been technically the same one, but we probably went to the same library that's over there at like 79th Street off uh-huh. of Pulaski. Yep. Right, right and by the White Castle? Exactly. <laughs> the first place I ever went through a drive through when I was 16 years old. I just got my license. I pulled in there and didn't remember that I should probably put it in the park. So when I reached for my burger, I dropped everything right there. I was completely embarrassed and drove off. Come like on. I was like 16 years old. First time I ever had did anything in a car with a license and I screwed up the drive through. Like I'm, I'm that, <laughs> I'm that kid. Okay. But, but right next to it, they have the library and I used to do the four H things and, and you'd go in there and they would do like the science experiments and, that was always like a really cool thing. And this seems very similar because there was art and there was science and you're kind of melding it together. And I always think that's a good thing for kids because they got to find a way to stimulate that brain that's yes. not in front of a screen. Yeah, 100%. And what they're doing now in schools is they're really pushing the STEM and they're now there, which is... Um, you or know, STEAM. I've heard STEAM, now STEAM where they put art into it. So now it's not just... Uh, the STEM used to not have art. Now the A in there that makes it STEAM is Correct. art. Correct. Yeah. So what we're doing, the STEAM, art always gets lost in it. It's right. just like, uh, here's a uh, mechanical toothbrush that you can put a pen on and watch it whirl around and <laughs> make stuff, right? All right. But so the art kind of gets lost in that. So what we're doing, my and he's an EP resident as well. What we're doing is we're trying to put art at the forefront of it. And sci- they're going to learn science through these projects. Okay. Um, that's, that's basically the main idea of, of what this is. But with the youth department, it's almost like I'm test doing some test drives, test runs on this, uh, these projects. But what I really want to do is just start building this youth community so they can come out, you know, the, the, um, the person who runs the youth department, Paisha, she just recently got a garden and right off of the new community center which the kids can come out and paint those flower boxes or we can paint the backdrop of it. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that we can start doing other than this, this, this arts and science that the youth group, hopefully we can get a youth group involved, um, started up because That's awesome. EP has got a lot of great things to, to, um, for everybody. They've got, it's got great parks, great sports, right? The kids, they've got all these churches and schools, but I think there could be, a bigger art, a little more art. Uh, yes, a little more art yeah. is what you're looking for. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think there's it. people out there that in this community that are looking for it. Right, right. And I think when you have like you know, even if there's a mural someplace or something that's, that, that that involves the kids, that adds to the culture of where you're at. You're not just just uh, you know a two mile by two mile square that's a suburb that that's right next to another suburb. Correct. Anything that makes us unique. Okay, like yes. like having your own podcast for your village. Who else has that? <laughs> right. those, those things contribute to the uniqueness of, of Evergreen Park. I like what you're doing. So another thing that you're going to be doing, and you were talking about this, in September, you're having an, is it an art walk? What is it called exactly? It's going to be in the neighborhood for people to kind of like, it's going to be an event. It's going to take place over a couple of blocks. Tell me about this. Correct. So it's it's going to be it's well I started it as the Trumbull Garden and Art Walk. I wanted to, people to show off their gardens. People really like their gardens. I like my garden, vegetable garden, flowers, whatever it may be. And I was going to curate it where the artists that will be displayed accentuate the garden, where it's not the other way around, where they'll take it over. Right. Um, and then my house, which is on Trumbull, will be the main 
artist displays. I'll have artists displayed in my backyard. What are we talking about? What section on Trumbull are we talking about? Uh, I'm at 100 seconds. All so right. what I've done is I've sent letters out to, I actually walked and dropped them in the mailbox. Good their job mailbox. not giving out your entire address. <laughs> yeah. I'm on, a, <laughs> I'm on that corner. <laughs> You'll so, be surprised how many times we have to edit a show because somebody just accidentally gives out their phone number address, <laughs> the, the combination to their, their ADT yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. right. Right on, the, right on the show. Yeah, right. exactly. All right, but on, on Trumbull in the area of 102nd. So I went from 100, I went from 99th to 103rd, dropped letters in everyone's mailbox, ask, asking them if they would like to be a part of this. Um, when I did it two years ago, I had six houses, which was going to be great. But then COVID hit and it all dropped. So now I've went and did it again, and I think I'm getting less... Well, it's only been a week, so I'm yeah, still the, waiting. It was pandemic season back then. Correct. Remember, people were looking for things to do. Now you could do anything. So this might be an uphill climb. But I think that you'll you'll get interest in it because people are are into new and exciting things. And you really you got to wait till September. So if somebody wants to be a part of this, do they have to live on that block? Have you thought about the possibility of letting other people like just display their art? Maybe there's less garden. Well, yeah, that's the that's the other thing. Because it's going to be the first time I'm doing this, <clears throat> I tried to keep it centrally located right? Um, where the walk wouldn't be. Because if we open it up to the whole community, people be all over the place. That is true. So now what I'm going to do uh, is extend it out to Homan and St. Louis. Okay. And then I was talking with uh, Mayor Burke about this, and... She had asked if if we if I needed anything, let her know if she can help. So she's was, great about that, isn't she? She's that? awesome. I mean, and, every time you come up with an idea, I swear she, I could come up with anything. She'd be like, "Let's talk about it." Yeah, and like, she's I'm thinking very, about I'm thinking about putting a water slide, you know, and just you know, right down the block here, right. just for like a promotion for the podcast. Oh, how big will it be? I'm gonna <laughs> run it off this guy's roof. Well, I don't know if that's legal. But we'll talk about it. She would at least let me. She would talk about yeah, it. Like yeah, like pitch it to her, even though she knows it's a crazy idea. Yeah, you don't have as crazy of an idea, though. She's wonderful yes. like that. And uh, it just, it's great to know that support. And um, she, you know, she, so what I'm going to do is try to keep it centrally located. We're, we may just do a block party that day on between 103rd and 102nd. Right. Where my house is located. Right. Our You're band, playing a band. Our so band will go. play. Yeah. Um, we'll try to get an outhouse or so. So, EP podcast maybe shows up. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, of they're course. tough to get, but maybe you might you, be able to talk to. You're a long know. ways away yeah. from us. <laughs> Are you going to be able to make it over? <laughs> and he's a hard get that guy for the EP podcast. You know, <laughs> right, right. You're like three blocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this sounds like this could be a fun thing. September is like the time for festivals and events, really, yeah. in Evergreen. It's. I mean, I I laugh about it every year, but I have like family members that will reach out and be like, oh, we're thinking about doing this or, hey, you want to take a trip or you want to do this? And I always say September is like my busiest month because there is everything from the barbecue bash to there's there's different events throughout the entire entirety of September that we're at. Yep. And then you roll right into October now where they're going to start doing Oktoberfest, I think, on a yearly basis. Yep. And it's like I am just aware that I have this about five to six week block where Evergreen is just buzzling. Yep. I mean, it's going. Yeah, and you, if you drive and you're going to add to that. If you drive through the side streets, <laughs> you're going to be making a lot of turns because everyone's block having block parties. Everyone right. having, everyone's right. totally. Well, the, the main reason for September, which yes, I will add to it, uh, is you gotta, we got to give these gardens some time to grow. They want them to look their best if they're going to be in it, I'm sure. Um, and because of this torrential rain we've been having all week, 
the past two weeks, it's pushed back a little bit. So right. I might have to extend it uh, a little bit further, but that's fine. It sounds like a really cool idea. So how do we contact, How if somebody, let's say, is listening and they're in that area mm-hmm. and they want to reach out to you and they want to be a part of it, maybe they missed your flyer. Is uh, there a way to reach out to sure. you? Sure. Uh, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E underscore uh, Dan at Hotmail.com. Dan Doyle is an artist. He's a local artist. Uh, he has a, an art and and garden festival that he's working on for September. I'm interested to see how this goes. And he is also helping out now at the youth department. Again, that is going to be May 18th. That's coming up here, the next one. Six to seven. Six to seven. And uh, I would imagine, do they have to pre-register or they just show up, these kids? You can sign up at the youth department. And then I also have a, a link that you can sign up online on Sign Up Genius. Okay. I don't know how I can... Uh, people can people can use Google. Sure, you can find anything now on the internet. Yeah, or okay. to, or just go to the youth department and they'll have a sign up sheet there. Yeah. Call, call Paisha. All right. Yeah, her number is like. Yeah, there's something about the youth department in every email that the village sends out. Yeah, right? yeah. Call on over to the community center. They'll they'll connect you. Dan, I appreciate you stopping by. I I can't wait to talk to you again. Um, just one more thing, real quick. Our band will be doing a lawn concert uh, at 99th. And by 99th in California. What what kind of music is this? This is um, rock, rap, little country. Rock and rap? Well, we do a little bit of everything. This is interesting. No covers, and we're we're doing that on the uh, Friday the 20th. Okay. Uh, from like six to nine. So if you're driving down 99th and you hear some music, stop on out and. Uh, Give a listen for a yeah, little bit. Go listen. Say hi to Dan. Yeah. He's got the cool glasses. <laughs> yeah. I'll have the yellow glasses on. I'll have my licks on. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.